Our last uh, seminar of the week, coming to the, the end of, uh, of New Day. I hope you've had a fantastic um, week and uh, still one more day to go though. Well, we're, we're getting through it, but, but God, I'm sure, has got great plans for, uh, for the rest of the day. And, uh, and then we've got all the pack up and stuff, the bit that we as youth leaders just love and... Uh, I'm dreading it, absolutely dreading it. I'm sure this week has been full of highs and lows and, and all of that. It's, I, at the start of the week, I felt like I was bumping into loads of people that, I was like, oh, how's it going? And they're like, yeah, like this young person got, became a Christian and this young person got healed and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh man, I'm like sorting out behavior issues and, and problems on site and, and things. It's like, God, what is going on and stuff. And then as the week's gone on, we've started to see just breakthrough um, with young people. Had to send my first ever young person home from, from New Day last night so um, for behavioural issues. And uh, that was just horrible. In 14 years, never had to do that. And last night, but realising that part of it is just the, the, the types of young people we, we bring along now. And it's different to, to, to what we've brought in, part, in the past. So we had a young person go home, but then we had another young person healed of deafness and, uh, and stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. So the, uh, the highs and lows of you for it, you come to us like new day and you think oh, it's all going to be wonderful and just isn't the reality is it and you have to battle through and and do all of that but there is a uh, great stuff in getting young people to a context like this just a few things um just to highlight uh, highlight as we have been doing um throughout the week so so throughout the seminar, um, we will take questions. We'd love to get questions from you. Been getting some brilliant, some really challenging questions actually coming through each day, and um, spending like the afternoon just like trying to work through. Okay, well, what would I do in this situation? I hope as we've responded to questions, they have been helpful. Feel free to come back on stuff if you like. Actually, that just doesn't like hit the mark on on stuff. Like, feel free to to challenge um, stuff we say, but just want to do our best uh, at serving you in that. So the number is up there. Um, if you've got a question at any point throughout uh, Becky's seminar, then uh, just text it. We'll do questions at the end, but if we don't get through them all, we'll, we'll do them at some point um, after this morning um, as well. If you're not already, please get signed up to the uh, Facebook New Day Youth Leaders page. It's gone from secret to public to now closed. So, um, so you just request to to be part of um, part of that. But you can actually find it now. It does uh, it does come up when you uh, when you search it. And as I said before, there's been a lot of just practical stuff about New Day leading up to to the event because of all the issues with the booking and the nightmare that that was um, and and stuff. We're looking to make it much more resourceful as we go forward and just communicate news um, about um, what we're doing and as, a, uh, as a, an event and stuff throughout the year and also looking to put resources on there and and do some coaching stuff and um, and yeah just uh, make that a real resource for um, for youth leaders that are part of New Day so do get signed up to that. We've got the Youth Workers Conference obviously mentioned it last night which really is I mean it's just a highlight for, for our guys um, each year. I know it can be a bit pricey um, but just getting them in that context some of what We've changed the dynamic of it, um, particularly over the last uh, probably three or four years, where it used to be very in-house and, and, and stuff. We've looked to bring people from outside of our network in to do teaching. We've had some brilliant guys from like Youthscape and, and uh, got a guy from HDB coming. We've had guys from uh, Soul Survivor um, that have come and brought input into that. So a real mix of stuff that, that is within our network, but also some, some quality people from outside of our network that are coming in to bring input and, uh, and brought some, some fantastic teaching in that. So we'd encourage you to get along to, to it. Last year we did a theme where we really hit mental health um, uh, we're going to continue with that so I feel like we we scratch the surface in one sense and there's much more that we can do in it but also just bringing the the broadness of equipping across just youth work in general and practical stuff and um, yeah so I've got some 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 great speakers lined up to, to come and bring input there and uh, we'd love just any ideas or feedback that you've got um, uh, that relate to us doing something like a seminar stream for, for youth leaders, particularly if you've been in every day and journeyed with us throughout this week. If you've got thoughts, stuff that uh, would be helpful to be thinking through for next year, um, don't all message me about serving tea and coffee before you come in. We will try and do that actually next year, that the, when you come in, you can just grab a, a coffee and then sit down. And, and uh, I think that would be a good way of serving you guys. So we fought for chairs and we'll get tea and coffee. So. 
So yeah, so please just just text the number. Any any ideas or any feedback um, that you got, and we'll take that on board and, and and put that into practice. We are looking to say how do we do coaching generally across New Day um, with youth leaders, and thinking about maybe creating giving the opportunity for people that want to sign up to um, to maybe like a hub where to do some online sort of training and and journeying together, and maybe like a something each term where you connect with a group of other youth leaders and uh, just bounce off ideas and talk about stuff. So so we're looking to de- develop stuff to, to serve youth workers with that. Okay, that's uh, me. Going to bring my good friend um, Bex Jenkins up, who is a phenomenal youth leader and uh, served so well in this seminar stream and uh, really has got a heart for God, heart for young people and heart for uh, equipping youth leaders. She, um, I thought she was going to hate me this morning because some of my young people put a pig's head under her caravan last night, which... Um, which I didn't even realise. I thought actually that was really gross and uh, I thought she wouldn't be talking to me, but she actually was quite friendly and uh, didn't seem to mind at all. So I don't know what that says. So, uh, yeah, don't ask how they got a pig's head. It's, uh, we had a hog roast. But, um, okay, let's welcome Becky Jenkins. Thank you. That was the second time they've delivered a pig's head to my site, by the way. And then one of Waze's youth team also tried to put my head in the box with the pig's head as well. So me and pigs, not a fan. Um, Anyway, so um, my name is Bex. Um, I often get confused with um, my good friend Tex. So someone thought that um, we were different people, so they introduced, they said, oh, hello, Bex to Tex. Um, But my name is Bex, Bex Jenkins. Um, The reason I go for Bex is because there's so many Rebeccas in our church. I don't know if you have one of those names where everyone else has the same name as you. And I was just like, I just want to be different. So um, I'm Bex. Nice to meet you all. Um, If I close my eyes at any point during this morning, I'm probably asleep standing up because I don't know about you guys. I am very tired. How are you guys feeling? Tired? Yeah. Um, Just... But God has done so much and been so faithful. And I'm, I'm just massively expectant for what God has got for you guys this morning. Um, and as Wayne and I were praying, I was just reminded I'm a primary school teacher and I've got a boy in my class, well, I had a boy in my class called Blake. And um, he used to really, really enjoy going and collecting things. And I used to have to have a bag in my like pocket wherever we went and because he loved collecting like um, pine cones or like bits of string that were on the floor um, or anything that was no one else's treasure was his treasure. And I just felt like God has put a little bag in your back pockets. And actually over the, if you've been with um, this seminar stream throughout the week, and then actually God's given you things to put in your bag so that you can take them home and outwork it in your youth work. So um, it doesn't matter if what you're taking away isn't the same as next door's because Blake's treasure, certainly not my treasure. Um, So if you've been with us all this week, you have heard some amazing talks. Um, You have heard from Wayne about um, enjoyment. Um, So he talked about um, actually young people needing enjoyment in the program in God and in relationships with each other and making memorable moments and um, them going away from your youth night saying like, you're never going to guess what we did it you're never going to believe what you did we did at youth last night and I think you're never going to believe that I had a pig's head under my caravan is a good um, start for my um, discussions with my husband um, tonight um, and actually, then we Matt Summerfield came and served us so well and talked all about education. So talked about actually how are we getting the young people involved in God's big story? How are we getting them to be educated in what it looks like to be a disciple? How are we engaging the young, our young people in the Word and how are we giving them a great education about who Jesus is and therefore who they are? Um, the next day we had Nick Lyons come along and he um, talked about example and I thought his three points were amazing. And um, as a team, we've talked and actually we're going to have those three things that we're going to look at in our team meeting in September. If you weren't here, they were get Jesus, get serious and get busy. And I just thought they were so helpful, particularly setting out um, a bit of a a kind of job description for youth leaders and encouraging them to be all that God can be so they can serve our young people well. And yesterday we had an amazing time with um, Jess and Owen and they talked all about experiencing and encountering Jesus. And the one thing that has lived with me since yesterday was they said, um, if we have faith for encounter and experience of Jesus in our youth programs, we'll make room for it. And I just thought, actually, how often do I just do the kind of stuff and don't actually allow space and time for young people to encounter Jesus. And it's so important that they're not just going on the back of our encounters of Jesus, that they have their own. And it's massively important. Um, So, are you ready for the final E? Yes, amazing. I need a bit more participation in that. Come on, are we ready? Yes, amazing. Excellent. Um, So the final E is empower or empowered. 
And um, as Wayne said, for me, one of my favourite things, one of my absolute highlights of being a youth leader is seeing my young people discover and find out all that God has put in them and then seeing them released into everything that God has called them to be. I love empowering young people. It's one of the things that makes me tick. It's such an amazing privilege, isn't it, to see our young men and our young women and actually help them to understand who God has made them to be and discover how he's uniquely gifted them. Um, how God's empowered them, not just to, inv- to be a disciple, but how to advance the kingdom wherever they go, wherever they go. It's not just about um, empowering them to, you know, move in the gifts that God has given them. It's empowering them to go out on mission and to be disciples who make disciples. I want to be one of those people who raises up the next generation, who sees their one of their young people do something fantastic for God, whether it's um, one day they go on mission and they um, start a church somewhere where there's no church or whether it's actually they become the prime minister. I want to see my young people empowered to do the things that God has called them to do. Um, it demands our time and our energy because we need to be strategic and we need to know our young people so well. Our youth works must be places where our young people can join in with God's mission. So I googled, if you know me, I love a, love a Google. Um, I googled the word empower and this is the dictionary definition, not the Jesus definition. But I think like I just found it so helpful. So it says it means to make someone stronger and more confident. That's what empower means. It means that we are to be those who make our young people stronger and more confident. And it goes on to say it's stronger and more confident in controlling their life and claiming their rights. Controlling their life and claiming their rights. Their rights as sons and daughters of the king. Learning how to control their life, how to live well as disciples. And I just found those so helpful. So helpful when I was thinking about what it means for me as a youth leader to empower my young people and my team to help them to be stronger and more confident in who they are and give them power and authority to do all that Jesus called them to do and be all that Jesus called them to be. We're to live out the Great Commission, no surprise. It's what God asks us to do. We're to be those that train and teach and then send our young people. What a privilege it is for us as youth leaders to enable the next generation to rise up, to take courage and to discover who, who God has called them to be. We're to empower our young people to be disciples. Are you up for that? I, I am. I want that. I want to be somebody who looks out on my youth work and thinks, yes, come on, there's something happening here. They're getting who they are and they're doing something about it. As with everything this week, I think the first thing we need to understand is as leaders, everything starts with us. If we want to empower our young people, it must start with us. Our ability to empower them starts with us. It starts with our relationship with Jesus. Everything we do flows out of that place. If you haven't got that message, it's been coming through every day. I've been here each day and just thought all of these E's fit together. And we need to have a bit of each of them. But it starts with us about actually, are we those that allow the Holy Spirit to empower us to do the things that God has asked us to do? Are we those people? Are we those people who are saying, Holy Spirit, I need your strength to lead? I certainly, as soon as I woke up this morning, I was like, God, I need your strength today. So I don't stand there with asleep on the floor and have nothing to say. I need God's strength to do everything. Are we being filled daily with the Holy Spirit? It's easy here, isn't it? Because there's a time slot to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like there's space. There's, we've got a bit of time. When you go back at home, busy, 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 start setting in. Are we putting in the big things first in our lives? It was, it's challenging to me. I think, no, I don't. Not every day. But I know that I need him every day. And I know that when I have him, I do things so much better. The other thing that um, I just really want to challenge you on is ask you the question, who is empowering you? Who is empowering you in your walk with God, in your role as a youth leader? Who is that person? Um, Matt Summerfield um, came to speak at the Youth Workers Conference and I thought he just did such an incredible job and he talked to us about the importance as youth leaders of having um, a one, two, three, he called it. If you were there, you'll remember it. If not, I'm going to tell you again. And he talked about us having one person who's looking after you, so someone who's empowering you, two people who are like running alongside you, and then three people you're investing in. 
And that has had, since the conference, that has had a massive impact on my life because I found myself a one person, someone who was empowering me to do the things that I had felt God was calling me to do in my youth work. So it used to be Wayne Parsons, but he's sadly moved away to Southampton, which is pretty far away from St. Neers. Um, But I found a guy in my church, one of the elders, and he said, I will invest in you and I will empower you to do all that you can, Bex. And this year, it's made a massive difference to me. So I want to ask you, do you have a one person? Do you have that one person who's invested in you, who knows you, who's making you, whatever your name is, stronger and more confident to do the thing that God has asked you to do? I then have two. One of my two is... This lady here, this is Esther. Um, She is at Open Door with me. And then one of my other two is a lady called Ali, who um, is part of KCC in Southampton. And both of these girls know what's happening in my life and they're there to cheer me on. And they empower me to do what what God has called me to do. So Esther is here this morning, not just because she's a youth leader, but because she's a cheerleader. She's one of the people that's here to cheer me on. And I got a text message from Ali this morning saying, hashtag this girl can, smash it. Like literally, um, just they know what's going on with me. And I found it's really lovely to have two people who are one who is in my church and in my youth work and part of my team and one who is not. Because Esther's doing life with me. She's walking the walk with me. And Ali, I can phone her up and be like, Ali, um, one of my young people's just done this. And she can speak into it, not personally and not emotionally. So she can give me advice where she's not um, connected to it as much as I am. So who is empowering you? Because actually, if you're not being empowered, how are you going to do that to the young people? We can't lead our young people to places that we don't know or to places that we haven't been. Do you know that? We can't do that because we don't know what it looks like. Who is keeping you sharp? It says this in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So do you have a one and a two? Um, You're going to take some time during this morning, because otherwise I think we might all suddenly drift off. Um, I've got some activities. So I'm a primary school teacher. I feel that activities and talking are important. So you've all got a little activity sheet? Can I have an ooh for the activity sheet? Woo! Um, So the first one, you're going to talk to the people around you and just introduce yourself to them and talk about, do you have a one and do you have a two? And I give you um, kind of a learning minute, which can be anything from a real minute to however long I fancy giving you time for. Um, So have a chat to the people around you. Do you have a one and a two? Introduce yourself and say hello, smile at them. If you don't have one of these, I've got what's fair. Man, you're noisy. Okay, start bringing the conversation to a close, and then I love your faces. Okay, let's move on, because otherwise I'm going to run out of time. So I have got five keys for you this morning. They're not actual keys, um, but um, they are five keys that I think will help you to empower your young people. I knocked up this PowerPoint this morning, so any spelling mistakes or any dodgy pictures, as in, like, blurry, um, then... (laughs) not obviously health and safety or DBS, any pictures, um, then I'm really, really sorry if I spurt anything wrong because I, as you know, I'm a little bit sleepy. So the first key is that you need to know how your young people are gifted. So that is key number one. And that is going to go in box number one on your little sheet. So we need to be youth leaders who know the young people we serve really, really well. How can we empower our young people if we don't know them? How can we? So do you know what your young people enjoy doing? Do you know what they're good at? Do you know their big dreams for their lives, the adventures they'd like to go on with Jesus? Do you know which gifts they think God's given to, to them? Do, have you talked about them to say, like, um, oh, okay, how would you like to grow in that gift? Or um, what do you think God's given you? Um, we can't actually empower young people we don't know and we don't know anything about because then we don't know who God's made them to be and how he's uniquely gifted them. So we must be those who know our young people, how our young people are gifted and know them really, really well. So my question is this morning, when you go home from September, is there any space in your youth programme to do that? Is there any space for your young people to be able to discover how they're gifted? Do you then discuss that in your team? Once you've found that information, do you discuss that in your team? Okay, so we know that Jake is gifted in this way, so we're going to do this with him. 
because it says this in 2 Timothy 1 verses 6 to 7. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift that God's laid on you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and a sound mind. We need to know the gifts that our young people have so that we can empower them to fan them into flames. If you don't know your youth well, you don't know how they're gifted. So we need to know them really well. Also, we need to be those who don't just put the focus on actually let's look at gifting in the church ministry sense. Actually, what are their dreams of taking the kingdom outside of the church walls? How are they going to take the kingdom in their everyday life? Are they going to be a teacher, a lawyer, a prime minister, the president? What are they going to be in their futures? Where are they going to be kingdom ninjas, like sneaking the kingdom in around and, and taking what Livy was saying about actually the kind of like um, infiltrating the darkness? Where are they going to be doing that? What career path are they going on? And how are you going to help them to understand how to bring the kingdom in in that place? How are you going to empower them to do that? So just a couple of ways that we do this. Um, I'm not saying we've got all the answers. These are just some ideas that might help you. Um, So one of the things we do is in our youth program, we spend time teaching about what are the gifts of the spirit. And also all of our youth team, um, I work for the church one day a week, but we've all got um, normal jobs, I was going to say, regular jobs in the workplace. So actually talking to the young people about what we do. Are we, we also planning opportunities for them to discover who they are. We talk to them one-to-one. So we spend time saying, okay, what are your big dreams, Charlotte? What are they? And how can I help you? How can I empower you to see how God has gifted you and you to live that out? And then once we know what they are, we make a plan with those young people and say, okay, let's have a go at this. Let's test it out. And we empower them to use them. Also, we must remember that the young people are not just kind of the youth work over there in the corner, let's shut them away. They're part of the church family. So there are people in your church family who might be gifted in a way that the young person is saying, expressing an interest in. And why don't we use them? Like, Why don't we get them involved with the church family? So actually, who can we connect them with so they can grow as a disciple in that area that they're expressing an interest in? So if you don't have anyone on your team, for example, that leads worship and a young person who thinks, actually, I'm gifted. I feel like God has put something on my heart. My heart is burning for worship and encountering God together. Get them, meet, make them meet that person and say, okay, can you help me disciple this young person? Can you help me empower them? What are the steps you would take? So it's a win-win situation. They get empowered and someone else does it and they get connected to the church family. So it's actually win-win-win. Great. They, it will allow them to grow and to be connected to the church family. So actually think wider. We need to know how our young people are gifted and then we need to be having a plan and know how we're going to move them forward. So it's activity time. On your little sheet, you're going to think about what is going really well for you at knowing how your young people are gifted and one thing that you think, I could do that when I get back and you've got a a minute again. Go. Okay, so that is key one. Um, Know how your young people are gifted. I'm going to move into key number two so you know that we are getting near to the time where um, we can have lunch. So um, key one is know how your young people are gifted. Key two is getting them involved. So young people love to be involved with anything you're doing. I'm sure that you know that. Um, as soon as I like start talking to one of my team about an idea, you suddenly got like a new day, young people just sneaking across and having a little listen and a nosy in and trying to get involved all the time. Um, you've also got this stage. Also, we, we've entered a couple of sports events this year. We're no good, but um, they enjoy it. And um, you've got the rounders board now in our, um, in our marquee where they're like drawing out the pitch. It's the only thing we're actually good at. And I told Wayne he wasn't allowed to enter a, t- enter a team because we normally come second. We're going for the win this year. Um, but got young people drawing the pitch on the board and then all these other young people coming in saying, I won't put that person there. Too many cooks. But, and they love to be involved. Absolutely love it. And it's, it's, got to, it's good for us to think about how we're going to get them involved in our youth programme. So do you ever ask them about what you're doing? And what they're enjoying, what they might like to do instead, what they think's going well, what they think might like to change. And actually, do we ever get them involved in what we're doing? 
And I've really, I've realised this year that actually it doesn't have to just be the big upfront things that they do. Like they don't have to just lead worship or bit teach on a Sunday morning. Actually, they can just buy the milk for refreshments and they feel involved. That's it. It is the small things. And actually, then in the Bible, shock horror. It says in Luke um, sixteen ten, whoever can be trusted with very little also can be trusted with very much. Actually, we need to be those that teach our young people, involve them in the small, teach them to be faithful in the small. So what do we already do in our youth nights that involve our young people? We at Open Door have tried loads of things. Some things work really well, some things we will never do again. So I'm just going to give you some ideas of things you could do to get your, empower your young people by getting them involved. So we've tried a serving Sunday where instead of um, teaching them in the youth work, we get them to serve in an area of church. So it could be anything from the PA team, the kids team, the crazy team, coming out and putting out the signs team. Um, we don't have our own building, so there's lots of stuff to do. Um, we've had breakfast with them to talk about what they've liked um, particularly after New Day, like anything that God's spoken to you about, how we can, how we can um, push that out into the, our youth programme. We've also, each September, we get them to write down their thoughts and ideas, kind of do a review of last year, and then what do we want to happen this academic year, um, and try and put some of their ideas into place. So if we're getting them involved and asking them, we should really be doing something that they say, because otherwise they're going to think, oh, well, you don't really listen to me at all. And then you're dealing with a load of other things. Um, we also... Um, do other things like get them involved um, doing hotspots, which is our kind of notice slot at church. So if I'm asked to do a notice, I'll think, okay, which young people can I, which young person can I get involved in doing that with me? And I recently saw that um, Wayne in Southampton he hosted with the morning meeting with one of his young people, and I thought, what a great way to get her involved and empower her! Like fantastic. Um, another thing, we get them leading games at our open house, which is our outreach night. We get them telling their stories or leading part of a teaching on a Sunday morning. We get them helping serving and organising refreshments, which is actually really helpful. Um, And they love putting out the cups, spelling the word youth. So whenever they do it, everybody knows that they're on. And we get them involved in worship teams. Um, The other day, uh, not the other day, recently, um, I got some two of my um, young lads, because they're quite um, loud, um, to introduce me when I went to speak. Health warning, you never know what they're going to say. So be careful that it's people you trust. Um, Our young people come with me to um, buy the tuck for the tuck shop, which you would think that's really boring. They're like, I want to push the trolley. They're like really, really excited. It's just a way to get them involved. Um, I've also... I'm, I'm a part-time youth leader, so I have a day where I work in, in our church office and I just get my young people, I say, like if, you finished, um, like if you're finished your GCSEs and want to come in and help me, you're most welcome. They love it. So I had one of them doing my youth calendar. Um, I had another one of them making signs for the tents at New Day. I mean, some, some of it was great and others of it was like, oh no, I'm going to actually have to use this. But actually they were involved and they felt part of it. And they enjoy making signs and my calendar and doing my emails for me. It's like having little PAs running around. It's really, really helpful. Um, Especially if you're not a full-time youth leader. Getting them involved actually helps you. Because I am a busy teacher and a youth leader. Use them as your slaves, your minions. Minions is probably nicer. Don't go for slaves. So are we those that are encouraging our young people to be involved by having a participating faith, not a spectating faith? That's, that's key. They've got to know I'm in this, I'm participating. Are we empowering our young people to invite their, young, their friends to our youth nights? Are we empowering them to be missional young people? Are there elements of your youth work that are outward looking? Or is everything about um, kind of discipling those that you've got? There's, there's a massive need for us to be out in our communities, to be bringing people to New Day that we have to send home because they're not like a church kid. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be empowering them to do that, to encourage young people to have a doing faith, not just a hearing faith. Are we, if they're not inviting their friends to what we're doing, are we getting them involved in saying, why aren't you bringing your friends? What could we do that would help you? So we've recently restructured our outward looking night. So Esther um, heads that up and she's kind of just changed what we do and how we do it to enable the young people to feel like they know what's going on so they can bring their friend to it. Because they said, when you keep, we used to kind of think that we were being cool and like change a little bit of our night every week. And they said to us, actually, we're not inviting our friends because we don't know what's happening. 
So when I'm inviting a friend, I need to be able to say, this is what it will be like, especially if they're not involved in church. And we're like, ah, okay, that's really helpful. And it's actually meant that they invite their friends. So get them involved, ask them how they're doing. Let's look for opportunities to involve our young people in our youth work and be strategic in looking for them to have small opportunities rather than just upfront opportunities to test out how God's gifted them and who God has made them to be. So number two on your little chart, or there is no num- there are no numbers, sorry. And um, second time, so what's going well for you in getting your young people involved? And one thing you could think, oh, I could do that when I get home. You've got a minute again. Okay, I genuinely have no concept of time in my life. I'm always late for stuff. So let's gather back together. Sorry to bring your conversation to a close. So um, first key is knowing how your young people are gifted. Second key is getting them involved. Third key is don't let anyone go unnoticed. This is the donkey from Shrek. You know, the pick me, pick me, pick me. It's really easy to empower the young people who are like donkey from Shrek. Who are like, pick me. I know how I'm gifted. I'm really confident in myself. I will come and push myself forward. I'll come and say, hi, Bex. Um, I really would like to join your team. I'd really like to have a go at this. I'd really like to have a go at that. They're so easy. Because they're there, they're like donkey just jumping around all the time and coming and um, asking you. But we need to be those who notice everyone in our youth work. Let's be those that don't let anyone go unnoticed. Because actually that's, you know, Jesus noticed everybody. He noticed Zacchaeus up that tree. He stopped and he knew he was there and he'd go unnoticed normally. I've I love the film The Imitation Game. If you've not seen it, I highly recommend it. But there's a quote in it that I've just lived with um, for a couple of years. And it says this, sometimes it's the ones who no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine. I'm just going to read that again because I think it's great. Sometimes it's the ones who no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine. Let's be those who youth workers who imagine something of each young person that is that God has entrusted us with. Let's be those type of youth leaders. We had a guy, well, we've got a guy in our youth team now called Nathan, and he would be one of those young people that would have been easily overlooked. He would have definitely been in the geek crowd at school, without a doubt. And he was in a group where everyone else was a donkey. They're, pick me, pick me, look at me, look at me. And there was Nathan. And I felt like God spoke to me one night at youth um, just saying, have you looked at Nathan? It's easy to notice the others, but have you seen Nathan Rowland? Have you seen him? And I thought, no, I haven't noticed him. But actually, he wasn't obvious and he could have gone unnoticed. But out of that group, he is the one that has hung on to Jesus. He is the one that is here on site serving our young people this year because he was noticed. And I called something out of him and I said, I believe that there's a leadership gifting in you. And he rose up and took it on. And I was just like, yes, I empowered him through noticing him in a place where he could have been unnoticed. It's going to make a massive difference to our young people saying, I see you. I see you. The world maybe doesn't see you, but I see you. God sees you. Let's be those type of youth leaders. And this is where our three of our one, two, three comes into play. It's making sure that you have young people that you are investing in so that nobody goes unnoticed. So as a team, we talk about who the young people are that we're invested in so that we kind of spread ourselves around the team, spread our team around our young people. So could you have a conversation with your youth team when you get back saying, okay, who have you really got heart for? Don't think it matters whether they're, um, so I lead the older girls and S leads the younger girls in our context, but actually there's a girl in the older, an older girl who Esther really feels like she's got heart for. So she's become one of her three. I'm not like saying, no, she's an older girl. You can't have her. Um, It's actually about making sure that all of our young people are being looked after rather than them all like this one notice, kind of the donkey pick me, pick me one being invested in by all of your team. So be smart and be strategic. So, Who are the young people in your youth work that God is saying to you right now? That person is going unnoticed. Did you know that? Who are they? And what are we going to do about it? Because in in 1 Corinthians, we're reminded that the church is a body and that every part is needed for it to function well. So whether they feel like they're the little toe or the head, actually every part 
every one of those young people is needed so that the church can function well. So are you empowering all of your young people to take, the, to take part, to play their part, to grow as disciples? Are you empowering them all? Um, I'm going to go on to um, number four and then you can talk about three and four together, just really aware of time. So number four is watch me with me, cheer you on. I love One Tree Hill. Anyone else love One Tree Hill? A few people. I've, I spent some time as a reward for doing a bit of the seminar watching an episode of One Tree Hill. Um, while I was watching One Tree Hill, God really spoke to me through something that Keith Scott said. Um, so he said this. He said, it's about giving them confidence to do th- something they never thought they could do before. And once you have that, they, you've earned their trust. And once you have that, you can really have an effect. Watch me with me. Cheer you on. If we know how our young people are gifted, then this is really a real key to empowering them to be moving in all God's got for them. And this is the part that really demands um, time and energy. So when we found out how they're gifted and we want to grow them, we want to empower them to be all God's going to be, we need to kind of recognize that gift in them. We need to call it out of them. And then we need to do this with them. Watch me with me, G1. I've recently started mentoring um, a girl in my youth work called Hannah on a one-to-one and um, her parents actually came up and asked me if I'd mentor her. What amazing parents. We'd like you to mentor our daughter. She's doing GCSEs. She's just done them this year and we want a voice in her life that is not ours, someone she can go to if she's got a problem with us. Fantastic parenting. Um, So I said yes, obviously. They said we can um, pray about it if you want. And I said, no, you don't need to put the prophecy and prayer in there. I'm happy to do it. Um, And in one of our conversations, I just said to Hannah, what are your big dreams? Like, what are the big dreams that God has given you? And she said, I feel like I want to speak in public. I want to teach and I want to preach. And I said, oh, that's interesting. If I hadn't have asked that question, I wouldn't know that. And she just... We just talked about how she could explore that dream, whether it was a dream or whether it was a call of God over her life, what we could do about it. So I encouraged her to find somebody that she thought and did that well. Um, I wasn't saying, say to me, I do that well. Um, I was actually wanting her to find someone in our church who did that well. She did say, I think you do that well, which is you know nice that she did notice. Um, but Actually, then what I said to her was, I said, okay, Hannah, what I want you to do is I want you to watch me when I do a teaching next time. Watch me. See the things that I do that you like. And then the next thing we did is she did a teaching session on a Sunday morning with me. So we planned it together and she did a part of it. So we kind of tag teamed it. And then she did one on her own and she was cheered on. And Esther went up with her and she got cheered on. So actually we did it she watched me, she, we worked together, and then I had the opportunity to cheer her on. So when we empower young people to have a go at something, we need to be those who are their biggest fans and their biggest cheerleaders. Whether it goes amazingly well or whether it doesn't, we need to be saying, well done. We need to be those that celebrate obedience as well as success. Let's celebrate their obedience when they step out as well as their success. And this is actually what Hannah said. I said, how did that, like, how did that empower you to have a go at teaching? And she said this, you've helped me realise my potential with teaching and preaching by slowly building me up to it and giving me a go on my own. You're training me in it, which has helped me so much. The team has given me books to read, which also helped, they thought would suit me personally, which has also helped me grow. Empowering her to be all that God has called her to be. You can also do this not just in the church context, but um, with mission. So you can say, okay, watch me share my faith with one of my friends. Come and watch me. Um, Then let's go together. Maybe let's go treasure hunting together and and actually try and do it together and do it with me. And then I'm going to cheer you on when you tell your friend at school actually a bit about the fact that you're a Christian. So one of our lads on site, he said to me the other day, he said, Bex, I've just told my my boss at work why I'm here. Um, they don't know I'm a Christian and now they do. And he said, I've just told them why I can't work Sundays. And I was like, yes, that is amazing. Well done, Jake. Like properly cheered him on because actually he's understood what to do. And actually I need to be his biggest cheerleader. So let's be those who look for our young people and empower them by letting them watch us, doing it with us and then cheering them on. So you've got two things to talk about in your little group. So I'm going to give you one minute still because we're short on time.
Okay, Wayne has just given me a time reminder and I reminded him if you take 15 minutes to do notices at the beginning, then you don't have as long to speak, do you? Sorry, Wayne. Um, So finally, and it is finally and short, the last one is celebrate really, really well. We must celebrate when our young people take a step of faith and when they take a risk for God. And we must provide opportunities within our youth program for them to do that, both in church and in their, um, encouraging them to do it in their schools. And we must be those who celebrate obedience as well as success. When a young person takes a step of obedience, that doesn't go as well. We need to be there to help them to work that out and help them to see what they're going to do differently next time. Um, And we need to, when it goes really well, we need to be there to cheer them on and celebrate their success. And just to finish with, we just need to remember that as youth leaders, everything comes from our relationship with Jesus. The most important ingredient of all these E's is that we have a relationship with Jesus that underpins everything else. Also that we have a relationship with our young people. We can't empower young people we don't know. We can't empower young people who, aren't, who are not there at our youth nights. And we can't empower young people who don't trust us. Without relationships, actually, our relationship with God and our relationship with the young people, these five things that we have t- we've taught you over the last five days don't work. Relationships underpins everything. So what are you going to do differently as a result of what you've heard this week? So I've given you a little golden nugget box on your thing. That's a teacher. Sorry, it's very teachery. But it's one thing that you think, okay, that is the thing that if I did that from September, that would make the biggest difference. And I just want to encourage you. Um, we're going to do some questions, um, but encourage you to fill that box in. What is the one thing that you've heard over these five mornings, if you've been with us, or today, what's, that you think, yes, okay, God's really reminding me, putting his finger on that thing. Um, because otherwise, you, I find that my head just goes around buzzing, and I don't actually think about actually how practically, what am I going to do next? Um, I'm going to hand over to Wayne. Yeah, let's... Let's give her a big round of applause. Well done, Bex. Okay, we've got a load of questions that have um, come in throughout. So um, I'll just jump in with uh, a couple of the first ones and, uh, and then we'll get back to you as well throughout today. So the first one says, Bex, how do you make space to know your young people's gifts? So how would you do that personally? Um, so team is the most essential thing here. If you're in a team of one and there's a lot of young people, then um, I'd love to chat with you how you outwork that. But team is the most essential thing. So having members of your team who have different um, threes, different three young people that they're getting to know really, really well, and then time as a team to come together and talk about the young people and what you found out from those discussions. So I think that is the most important thing, is actually getting your team active. So Nick talked about get being busy. You can either be busy like making rotors and laminating things, or you can be, be busy investing time in your young people. So I think get busy investing time in your young people so that you can know how they're gifted and ask them. Most of the time they know. And if not, like look at that passage of scripture where it talks about the gifts of the spirit and say, okay, what do you think God's given you? Or get do something on your youth night where you recognize gifting in each other because that's as powerful if sometimes not more powerful when someone else can see it in you. So those would be the things that I do. As well, like sometimes you get young people, they just don't know what they're gifted at and just giving them an opportunity to just try things and, and step out in stuff and say, actually, let's not be too boxed on this and, and limit yourself, but let's just try loads of different things and just throw them into it and stuff. So we just did a, recently did a, uh, a series on disciple, discipleship, like what is a disciple? We just looked at like what the disciples did um, in the, through the Gospels and, and stuff and identified what we see as, as a disciple. We challenged ourselves as a team on that and then we said, right, okay, let's look at that as um, with our young people and, and when we identified something, we said, right, now let's give that go. How does that now look in your, in your school or in your, in your college, in your life, in, in stuff? So just giving, like, yeah, broaden it, giving them opportunities and, uh, and, and yeah, and encouraging them in that. Okay. There's lots here. So there was one which I thought was higher. We have a gifted young person who is very involved with our youth, but we've had a few of our other youth complain that this person is the favourite and they get special treatment. Any advice on how to deal with this and to demonstrate how valued our other youth are? Thank you. You can do. Um, so we actually had this happen um, last year where we, where we were told 
by our young people that there's favourite like a favorite group and um, so we just brought them all together and we just explained kind of what so we explained what I've explained to you that actually we value each of them that we want each of them um, to know how they're gifted and we want to empower all of them to be who God's made them to be and that it will and then explain that it would look different for each of the young people because some of the way that they're gifted is kind of um, upfront noticeable and some of the ways they're gifted are might be more pastoral and and caring gifts that actually you wouldn't maybe notice so we just talked to them and helped them to understand the different gift mix that God has and said we don't we love you all equally and just reminded them that actually we don't have favorites it might look like that but actually that's not the case that we love them all equally so just affirmed them and talked to them about what we're doing and why we're doing it that's great I think just being really intentional as well with who you're um, who you're praising, who you're honouring for w- what what you're noticing in them. So we've got a girl. She's I mean she plays for 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 Saints for un- the girls under sixteen, and uh, we did the football tournament. I mean she she was the star player. She was absolutely brilliant and stuff. And we knew she would be, and and she she got a lot of attention. But she was playing on a team with with four others. And uh, this this morning. Um, I just was like, oh, the day after the, the girls' football tournament, I was just honouring them, and I was like, we all know, like Lily, like she's really skilled, like she's she's brilliant in this, but did you see how Rebecca played? Like, like she was in goal, she didn't let one goal in and stuff. And I just think it would be really great just to really honour Rebecca in this moment. And and you could tell they were a bit shocked. They were like. Like as soon as I said, oh, I like, was talking about the girls' football. Like you could tell they were all thinking, oh, he's going to talk about Lily. Like, and they were they they were even saying it, like, yeah, Lily, Lily, and they were looking at her. And I know Lily, like she doesn't even like that 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 attention and stuff. And then suddenly Rebecca just lit up, and, and it, everyone like looked and was like, yeah, Rebecca was amazing and stuff. And so I think just being intentional, setting the culture in that, just like really really thinking through who is getting the limelight, why they're getting the limelight. What are we calling out? What are we wanting to model? What kind of culture culture are we we, we creating um, with with who we're noticing? We've we've had that this week. Just like noticing that there's some that are just easy to they just they could just go through the whole week and just be missed. And saying to the team, let's why don't you just take that person out for a milkshake and really encourage them and and stuff. So we're just just not building a, a culture of, of, of favoritism um, at all. We don't we don't want that, do we? So we we just really need to be really intentional um, with it. Hope that helps. Right, we do one more. Um, okay, what's the best way to approach someone on your youth team about the way they are acting if they react badly to any form of criticism? Just throughout the week, we've had lots of questions about team and uh, and being in team and challenges of, of, of team and stuff. I suppose one thing that I was... I said, do they know that they're bad at receiving criticism? Like, actually, <clears throat> to... To, to speak to them about that I think is is the first thing that I would want to do like so so coming to something like New Day like you just you get the best of people and you get the worst of people I mean our, like I've I've done more stuff with my team pastorally this week than I have with with any of my young people and um, and that's just because just a lot of people come with certain expectations of how things are going to be and then and then it's that it's not like that and and you've got these just different dynamics going on and and people having to juggle it and and this is an intense environment you think oh it's going to be wonderful and then they come and it's like reality and it's cleaning up and it's it's encouraging people and it's all of that and stuff so there's so so one of the things I've been trying to do with my team is just just love them and bless them and encourage them and say like we're in this together and and it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard and um and then if they find stuff hard just make sure Often not in the moment, like if someone's suddenly reacting badly in a situation, to call it out there and then is not the most helpful. It just it just like it just adds fuel to to what they're struggling with and stuff. But actually to then say, Okay, I need to get some time with this person outside of this to say, Do you know that when when something's said you, you actually don't you're not easy to to bring criticism to or to bring challenge to, and um, I'd love to chat to you about that because actually I want the best for you. I want you to come through in all that God's got for you and stuff. And and actually that isn't the best. Like we, I need to be good at taking criticism. Like one of the things I say to my like my team, like they, I, I I often invite them to challenge me on stuff. Like I've got some of my team here, and they will call me out on things, and and I need to model that well that I'm not perfect. I get it, get it wrong all the time. Like I sat down with my, we will finish. Like um, I know I'm waffling, um, but one of the things I did this week is is I noticed there was just a lot of relational. T- 
tension going on on our site and with our team and, and a lot of arguments and things. And I wanted to address that with my team. I wanted to call them out on it and say, look, guys, like, we need to be setting a better culture and we need to be, to be, to be working this through and modelling something. But I went into it by saying, actually, like, it's really tough on this site. And me and my wife, like, last night, we had a massive argument like we haven't really seen much of each other for the last week and uh and and actually i haven't really been in, i've been investing loads in young people in the team i haven't really actually invested much time in her and 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 she really was, was really feeling that and and actually i was in worship on the second night and i was thinking me and my wife we're not we're not really connected and and i know she's not doing very well so i went back and i was like actually come on let's talk this out and let's talk it through and stuff and no one none of my team knew about that or anything of, of it and um we worked it through and it was great and it and it and and it it all got to a good place. And the next morning I said to Nikki, I was like, do you mind if I just share with the team that actually we had a bit of an argument, we had to work stuff through and, um, and just give the reality of it's not always perfect, it's not always easy. And the next morning I sat down with my team, I was, I was saying, come on guys, we're, we're hitting some tensions. Like, there's some things that aren't good, like we're struggling here. I'm struggling, like me and Nikki, we had a big blast up last night, but we worked it through and we want to sort that out. And, and we're on, we're, there's a spiritual attack that's going on and we're, we're, we're not giving the best to each other and we're trying to do all of this stuff. And let's just be real with our, with, with our tensions. Let's be real with the fact that we don't get it right all the time and we snap and we get annoyed and, and, and that's okay. That's part of being in relationship together and part of being family. I haven't got it all together. I'm still trying to sort stuff out, but I want the best and I want to aim for that and, and stuff. So... So yeah, so if I've got someone that's struggling with criticism, I'd want to call it out. I'd want to model something that I haven't got it all together either. We're on a journey in this together. Let's try and sort this out. Let's have an openness of dealing with stuff. And in it, like Nick Lyons talked about, Jesus had high invitation, lots of relationship, like lots of opportunity. Come on, let's run this race together. And then high challenge. That in, 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 in real leadership is being able to love people and challenge people. And I think we have to build that into our team. So go for it. Like it's not always like as long as you're doing it out of a place of love and the best for the person, then I think they, they, they'll get that. And, and if they don't, like if, if, if team aren't responding and, and so I was chatting to someone this morning, I was saying you've like the Bill Hybels thing of you want character chemistry and competence in your team you want them to to be competent in what they're doing you want them to have good character and you want them to have good chemistry with you and sometimes if that's not there you've you've got to call it out and say right there's a choice let's build on this and let's work it through and let's move forward in it or actually if it's not there then then maybe this is just isn't going to work and don't be afraid of that i don't think jesus was i think he said like high invitation come with me and high challenges if you come with me if you come in on where i'm leading you to i'm going to challenge you on stuff and you've got to be open to that because I want you to challenge me when I'm getting it wrong and I want to be able to challenge you when you're getting it wrong and it's out of a place of love and wanting you to grow. hope that helps. Okay, we're going to finish there. Um, uh, have a great final day of New Day. We'll come back on, on, on the questions that um, we didn't answer and uh, yeah, hope it's been really helpful for you. Once again, thank you, Bex.